Hey everybody, Bryce Kuhn here with The Crowded Booth, and today we're talking with a good friend of the show, Palmer Toms, about why Georgia will not become the next LSU, while Kirby Smart and company have something more planned in Athens. That and more on today's episode of The Crowded Booth. Pile in here and make yourself feel at home. The Crowded Booth is coming on. Crowded Booth with Bryce Coon. Hey everybody, Bryce Coon here alongside Palmer Toms. Palmer, what'd you think of the jingle? Okay. Man, you, you must have seen the smile there. It's it's been a what, little while since I've been on the show. Caught me off guard by a little bit. There you go. Sounds hey, great. We, Sounds great. We, we're stepping it up a little bit. Uh you as well. I don't I think we've only talked to you once or twice uh since you moved to on three, but obviously you've moved up in in the uh ranks of Georgia coverage. Uh you're you're you know, you establishing a name for yourself, and with that comes covering the defending national champions. And so Palmer, today we're talking about why Georgia will not repeat what LSU did. And there's a lot of different factors. The Georgia haters are quick to say they lost a lot. That defense is going to be brand new, and there are going to be some new faces. Uh, But let's just get right into it today. For Georgia to not repeat what happened to LSU, in your opinion, what what kind of has to happen, and what do you think happens early on that says, look, it's not going to be the same thing. This is just a different – they're maybe more inclined to be more like what Alabama's been doing than other teams that have won championships and had that drop off. Yeah, I think, you know, first of all, um, it's a huge help that Georgia is not, uh, you know, knock on wood here, Georgia is not going to be trying to defend its national championship in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. They're, they're going to have a normal offseason uh, following their national championship. You know, we're, we're talking here in the middle of June, late June, and, um, you know, Georgia's in the midst of it right now. They had spring practice. LSU didn't have that in 2020. Um, coming off of its national championship. So I think that's the first thing um, and, and kind of just goes, you know, hand in hand with my gut feeling. I, I just can't see it happening. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's the first reasoning why. Um, but there, there's certainly some facts that kind of, you know, you, if you look at the trajectory of these two programs going into those national championships and coming out of them, uh, you know, where, where, why Georgia will be better off coming out of it than LSU was. Um, and, and I think, you know, first of all, First off, I'm going to start with recruiting here. Um, So in 2019, LSU pulled the, which was the, uh, you know, first group of guys. They were true freshmen on that national championship team, sophomores the year afterwards. They pulled the fourth ranked class, good Mm -hmm. by by any ranking. Uh, But Georgia pulled the third ranked class in 2021, the year before its national championship. So give Georgia the edge there. Uh, Coming out of it, LSU pulled the fourth-ranked class again, and Georgia once again pulled the third-ranked. So once again, another notch for Georgia. But here's where it really gets interesting is two years before their national championship, LSU, uh, these were sophomores on the national championship winning team, juniors the year before, or excuse me, the year after in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- these are guys that you're really looking to to be leaders um, you know, you're, you don't necessarily want to count on freshmen and sophomores, but you know that by the time that they're juniors and seniors, they need to be major contributors. LSU pulled the 13th ranked class. Georgia, on the other hand, pulled the first. And mm-hmm. I think that that right there is where I circle it. Um, you know, if you want to go a year before that, LSU 
pulled the seventh. Georgia pulled the second the year before that. These are guys that were leaving. So, you know, both teams lost a ton of talent. Uh, you know, LSU 14 to the NFL draft, Georgia 15. Uh, and, and those were guys coming from a third-ranked LSU recruiting class and a first-ranked Georgia class. Needless to say, there is a ton of talent leaving both these teams, but I think the talent that is staying for Georgia is much better than that that LSU had. Um, so that that's the first kind of thing that I've got. Yeah, and look, not being in a global pandemic obviously plays a part. Like that's that's completely different. And then obviously you had a lot of opt-outs from that team, and it just kind of felt too, and I know that a lot of times we get caught up in the culture, but would you say that the culture – is a little more established than what's kind of was happening in Baton Rouge. I mean, I feel like this is something where, look, we just showed the graphic. All four guys that were on that podium are in the NFL. They're wearing NFL jerseys now. But it seems like there's been something left. The, the keys to the car, per se, have been left to these guys. And there may be some new names that dog fans haven't heard of, but it's certainly not – they weren't highly rated. They weren't uh, – these weren't legitimate guys that were making impacts. I think there's still re- reason to be excited – even I don't know. Do you expect a championship hangover per se, or is the culture strong enough to defeat that? I don't. I don't expect a championship hangover. I think you know the the, the first sign that that Georgia doesn't have that championship hangover will be that first game against Oregon. They are opening with a test, to say the least. Uh, LSU lost its first game of that 2020 season. Did so at home to Mississippi State. Uh, you know Georgia obviously opening. In a, in a neutral site, so you know, put that on the tougher end, and probably against a tougher opponent in mm-hmm. in a top ten, top fifteen type team in Oregon, um, in Oregon State, excuse me, Oregon, uh, Mississippi State was also being led by a first year head coach. Oregon being led by a first year head coach, but again, those two teams are are having a normal off season. Uh, Mississippi State was dealing with a ton of turnover there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not just from a you know player standpoint, but from a system standpoint. Um, And going back to what you said there about culture and and the championship culture that that has been established, uh, you know, was established at LSU, has been established at Georgia. Um, You know, I I think the foundation of that championship culture is is deeper at Georgia. Um, Mm. If we were having this conversation, you know, I I think it would have been fair to have this conversation after 2017, Georgia's SEC championship and, and national championship. Uh, appearance, um, you know, but because the, the year two, uh, you know, it, that was year two of Kirby Smart. That mm-hmm. that LSU championship was year two, year three of Ed Orgeron, um, and, and so you know, I think that Kirby going into his uh, sixth, seventh season, seventh, seventh season. season. I can't believe seventh. it's been that many, but yes, yeah, seventh. It, it season. does. Yeah. It, it, I mean, time flies. <laughs> Um, but yeah, going into his seventh season, I think that he's established that goes back to that recruiting. He's been able to bring in very talented players, but I think if you look at the records of these teams in, in the years, uh, you know, prior to the national championship, uh, it, it shows that too. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll look at those here. Um, you know, 2019, obviously when LSU won it, obviously they went 15 and 0. Georgia went 14 and one in 2021, but the year before those national championships, uh, I, I give the edge to Georgia there. Um, LSU was 10 and three, won a New Year's Six bowl game over UCF uh, in the Fiesta Bowl. Georgia won a New Year's Six bowl game over Cincinnati in the Peach Bowl, eight mm-hmm. and two that season. 
tough to compare those two because, uh, again, you're talking about a non-COVID year versus a COVID year. Um, Georgia was only playing SEC competition. LSU played everybody, um, including Georgia, in that 2018 season, beat the Bulldogs there in Baton Rouge. Uh, but I think, you know, it, it's it's not the year before the national championship that, that separates these two teams. It's what came before that. So two years mm-hmm. before the national championship, uh, Georgia went 12-2. and two. It, it, Their two losses uh, were to LSU in that SEC championship. Um, you know, obviously they, they were manhandled by the Tigers in Atlanta. Joe Burrow had a field day and, and, and solidified that he was going to win the Heisman if, if it wasn't already solidified before yeah. that. Uh, but and, and they also lost, got upset at home by South Carolina uh, in a game that Georgia fans would rather forget. Uh, but if you want to look two years before the LSU National Championship, they went eight and four. You want to mm-hmm. look three years before the LSU National Championship, they went uh, eight and four that year and fired less miles. Um, Georgia was 11 yeah. and three. And so, you know, I, I think that there has been enough of a foundation of the championship culture. Georgia has been competitive that entire time. LSU was firing a head coach during the, the buildup to its national championship. So I think that, yeah. you know, it, it would be a fair comparison to make between, you know, if we were having this conversation in, in 2018, you know, why is Georgia not going to be the next LSU uh, in 2018, you know, talking about that 2018 team, Georgia could have fallen off very easily after that uh, championship appearance, national championship appearance, SEC championship win over Auburn that year. Uh, we could have had that conversation then. Uh, but I think that what they've shown since then, uh, in the four years since then, is that they are here to stay. Kirby said it after that national championship, said, you know, we're, we're, we're here to stay. We're not going anywhere. And uh, I think the Bulldogs certainly have shown that in the years uh, since then and and will continue to show that after this most recent national championship. And look, they haven't slacked off in recruiting as well. They pulled in the number three class that, you know, was was really you know an impressive class altogether in 2022 2023 they've already got a top 10 class with obviously uh, that's going to continue to pick up steam we're going to have to get another show either you or your partner over there talking about uh, all the columbus kids that are making their way because for us where we're based look i mean you had michael williams you get kind of aj harris who is another guy that's just really really fun to watch um and so i think you're just kind of going forward the recruiting momentum's there even with the, some of the staff turnover, it feels like that they solidified kind of – it doesn't matter. Like coach or player leaves, it's going to continue. And so the last question I have for you is obviously recruiting and all these different things. But the picture that I just showed a couple minutes ago, and it had Nolan Smith embracing Kirby Smart. Nolan Smith was one of the few guys that decided to come back, Christopher Smith as well. But how much does that mean? I mean, how how undervalued is that going to be heading into a big-time game against Oregon? You're going to have a lot of talented but maybe not as experienced guys on that defensive side to look in the defensive backfield and see a guy like Christopher Smith and what he's done, what he's contributed, and then to see a guy on the edge and a couple of guys, Robert Beal as well. I mean, this is a unit that's going to have some veterans. They're only, what, 20, 21 years old. Some veterans to look at. Yeah, and let's not forget about Jalen Carter and Keely Ringo too. The two, you know, first team preseason All Americans. Um, you know that obviously they aren't haven't been around the program as long as as Nolan and Christopher and and uh, Robert Beal have. But you know that they, they are veterans in the fact that they are are experienced on the field. Um, you know, it, it, Kirby has a saying: uh, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And and I yeah. think those two guys, um, you know. 
Carter has played in all 25 games since he showed up on campus, uh, with the exception of Keeley missing that first season because of a torn labrum. Uh, he's played in every game and, and started 12, um, started the last 12 for Georgia this mm-hmm. past season. So I think that those two, along with those other guys you mentioned, uh, are, are certainly going to be uh, you know leaders on that defensive side of the football where they do lose seven starters. Uh, and, and then I think also you know we, we're, we're, we haven't talked about the offense much here, uh, but I think that w- with what they bring back offensively, um, you know Stetson Bennett obviously at quarterback, uh, but you've got weapons around him in in guys that are experienced. Kenny McIntosh in that running back room, uh, Kendall Milton and Dejan Edwards have been waiting for their opportunity. Uh, guys in the receiving room like Kyrus Jackson returning after he led the team in receiving in 2020, uh, was banged up in 2021. He's anxious to get back out there and and be a, a, played in every game last year, but wasn't as big of a contributor as, mm-hmm. as he probably would have liked. Uh, you know, I, I think Dom Blaylock falls into that mold too. Uh, you know, was a star in 2019 as a true freshman, but it has battled injuries since then. Uh, you know, we want to talk about freshmen. A.D. Mitchell and Lad McConkie had huge lad, had huge freshman seasons, uh, and, and they're going to look to grow on that. Uh, you know, I think Arian Smith. We want to talk about getting healthy. That guy, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a, a major contributor. And we haven't even mentioned the tight ends. I mean, Brock Bowers, oh, Eric Gilbert, Darnell Washington, Oscar Delp. They are absolutely loaded there. Uh, one of the best offensive line groups in the country. So, you know, for as much as, as that defense is losing, the offense is losing quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's not try and make it out to be that, that they're not losing anything uh, because when you lose your two running backs, Amir White and James Cook, that's a big loss. When you lose yeah. two uh, def- offensive linemen that have been starters for them in Jamari Salyer and Justin Schaefer, that's a big loss. Losing George Pickens, you know, obviously he wasn't a contributor uh, for the majority of the 2021 national championship season, but he would have been. I mean, we all know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lose Jermaine Burton not to the NFL draft, but to the transfer portal. He was a contributor. Um, you know, John Fitzpatrick at tight end. Um, you know, so I, it's not like they don't lose anything offensively, uh, but what they lose defensively, there's, there's certainly a lot more attention around that. Um, and, and I think that for Georgia, with what they lose defensively, and what they bring back offensively, I think they can be confident that if the defense struggles a little bit early on in, in a test, you know, against Oregon, uh, you know, South Carolina early in the season, week three on the road, that's another game I've got circled uh, with, mm. with some of those weapons that Spencer Rattler and the Gamecocks have. Uh, if the defense struggles early in the season, I think the offense will be strong enough that they can pick up some of the slack. Uh, and, and, and honestly, I don't know that the defense is going to struggle all that much because of the masterminds that you have on that defensive side of the football. Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp, Glenn Schumann, you know, th- those are all guys that, that have helped spearhead this defense, uh, you know, for, for seasons now. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, or, or have done have been around the SEC long enough that they, you know, know a thing or two about football. And, yeah. uh, you know, so, so I think that, uh, you know, with, with what Kirby Smart has established, that championship culture, I think the defense will be fine. But if mm-hmm. they're not fine right out of the gate, the offense is going to be there to p- pick up the slack. 
No, I, no doubt about it. And look, I mean, it's deep. This is why you recruit. Uh, there's been many years in the making of what they have in Athens for 2022. Palmer, appreciate it as always. Real quickly, go ahead and shout out where uh, Georgia fans – listen, a lot of people who sub the channel are Georgia Tech fans, so they're not going to like this episode very much. But there are some Georgia fans, especially listening in on the radio throughout East Alabama and West Georgia. Let them know where they can find you and your content. Yeah, over at Dogs HQ, we've got a lot of preseason buildup. Uh, you know, it's a slow time on the sports calendar, but it's not needless to say it's not a slow time in sports media uh, recruiting build up to the season. SEC Media Day is a couple weeks away. We'll be there in Atlanta to have you covered uh, from that. And and before you know it, fall camp will be here and and uh, we'll, we'll be on with boots on the ground in Athens, uh, ready to cover this team as, as the dog trying to defend their, their, their national championship. Dogs HQ and on three sports. Uh, we'll have you covered with that. Yeah, that's something that dog fans are another phrase for the first time in a long time, a chance to defend their national title. Palmer, appreciate it as always. Thanks for listening. This has been The Crowded Booth. Find us on social media at The Crowded Booth. Head over to thecrowdedbooth.com. And thanks to the sponsors, Dr. Squatch, Climate Control, Heating and Air, Cook's Place, and all of those in between. We thank you and have a fantastic rest of your evening. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the little notifications down at the bottom as we have more college football content coming up.